You're listening to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast, and I'm your host, Hannah Bowers. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast. I hope that you have had a great start to your week. I just love starting off the week knowing that another one of these episodes is coming out. I get so excited for every single one of these and every single one of these conversations to be shared. And today, I know you will not be disappointed. Today, we are welcome Dr. Mercier onto the show, and we are going to discuss her incredible work in fertility, as well as um, what her specific abdominal therapy is, which I know many of you are are starting to chat about a little bit in our community. So this is your chance to tune in and actually hear from the master herself what this is all about. So welcome. Thank you for taking some time to be with us today. Hi, Hannah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, I am just delighted to have you on the show. I know that your work just in women's health has made such a difference for so many women and couples and families' lives. Um, And before we jump into today's conversation, how did you choose to go this direction with your career? Was this the intentional, I'm going to um, work as a naturopathic physician and a midwife supporting women? Did you kind of arrive here um, through some sort of personal journey? I'd love to hear it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a great story, actually. And I've told it a few times. Um, So I if you hear it somewhere else, you're going to hear it one more time. Um, (laughs) I always thought I would go to medical school, applied to medical school, got in, decided the last minute I wasn't going to go. I felt Mm -hmm. like there was an urging about where else I needed to be. And that was in a holistic, more of a holistic integrative Mm -hmm. profession um, that seemed to just jive with me a little bit more. Um, Plus, in my early undergrad years, I worked for the Center for Human Reproduction as a clinician, and I saw how flawed that system was at the time. I have to tell you, IVF numbers are not much better right now than they used to be way back when, when I was a youngster working in that uh, industry. And it is an industry. It is an $8 billion industry as we speak, and continuing to grow and grow and grow. Um, But Moreover, the other part of of why I decided to get into what I do is because I was diagnosed with stage four endometriosis early on in my my practice years. I was 26 when I was diagnosed and lots and lots of pelvic pain, put on the birth control pill early. I was 18, put on the birth control pill at 18. Um, Yeah, it was just because I was having pelvic pain, not irregular periods, but very heavy menstrual cycles and Um, so the pill and then, you know, all of the things that go along with the pill, the headaches, the weight gain, all of those things. And it just didn't feel right with me. So I, when I got the diagnosis of endometriosis, I thought, yeah, that sounds about right. That, that Mm -hmm. sounds about right. So, um, I, through massage therapy training, and then I went through midwifery training, and then I went through my naturopathic PhD program. I did an ND PhD program program um uh was a it was a dual program so i finished my nd and then i and then i wrote my thesis for my phd but i knew that i could help myself in a better way than using oral contraceptives or any synthetic hormones or even um even lupron suppression therapy which is what they wanted to do for me after each of my three laparoscopic surgeries 
uh, to keep the keep wow. my body at um, at kind of a menopausal stage so that I wouldn't bleed and I wouldn't make more endometriosis in my pelvis. Um, that, none of that sounded good. And I never did anything other than birth control pills. But when I did start to poke around on my pelvis, I noticed a great deal of pain and I just kept going, pushing my uterus backwards and forwards. So from anterior to posterior, from medial to lateral, so side to side. And I just kept going, pushing through the pain. And with my next start of my period, I didn't even know my period was coming. And that was very unusual for me. Mm. I would have a lot of cramping, breast tenderness, and headache. I did not have any of those symptoms with my next cycle after working extensively on myself. And I thought, oh my gosh, something happened here. Something happened. So I have to test this, right? I have to test my theory of is pelvic organ manipulation, in essence, maybe a, a, a nice solution long-term or short-term for women that have pelvic pain? And it turned out to be right. Um, I just kept working and working. And then finally, I wrote two studies. They're not gold standard, double-blind, placebo, peer-reviewed. They're just little old studies done by just me and they're published, which means I took the, the time to make an effort to get everything down on paper and get it published, which makes Mercier therapy very valid. Um, maybe not so much in the medical people's eyes, but you know what? The proof is in the pudding. It's in the clinical work. And I see it every single day. Women that I have less pain or no pain, um, women that are able to conceive a baby without the help of very heavy-handed medical approaches, or women that need a medical approach, need to have IVF for whatever the, the case may be, a female or male factor, they go in and they have a successful first cycle. Well, that's because we've done the preconceptual work necessary to get the body ready for that kind of cycle. But all in all, I, I just love what I do. I help so many women and I'm so grateful that they trust me to help them because this is a place, this arena of infertility is a place of absolute, um, oh goodness, you have to have the best trust in the person you're asking to help you. Because if you don't, chances are what they're going to do for you, no matter what, even what I'm doing, isn't going to help you or work for you. Mm -hmm. So getting a bit vulnerable and, and trusting that provider, asking questions, and really getting down into what's causing your pain or what's causing your fertility challenge is very necessary. Mm, absolutely. And I think a lot of times you, you kind of highlighted it there in your own personal story. I, I feel like when you go in saying I've got some pelvic pain, um, perhaps because the clinician doesn't have more training in how to explore or whatever the case may be, it usually ends up being some sort of similar track where it's just like, okay, it's just pain. We'll just, we'll just do a pill. We'll, we'll just, we'll just dismiss it and maybe recheck in a while. Um, but that can often be a, an early indication that there's something internal that needs some hands-on support or some treatment. When you're working with your patients, um, uh, do you normally find that there's this great sense of surprise and relief when you tell them there are things that you can do to help to improve this area of their, their just day-to-day well-being and their fertility? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what the OBGYNs and the reproductive endocrinology doctors are doing is the surgery, right? Mm -hmm. After the surgery, you're yeah. kind of left with your own defenses, whether yeah. it be a C-section, a laparoscope, a hysterectomy, hysteroscopy, 
a failed um, IVF cycle, whatever it may be, these doctors just don't have enough time to say, hey, listen, let's delve into this pain you know, facet a little bit deeper. They're just not equipped to do that. That's not their, that's not in their wheelhouse, but it is in mine. Mm-hmm. So I've been in practice for 23 years this year and Mercier therapy is 15 years old at this point. And we're in 19 different countries wow. about to be 20 different oh, congratulations. countries. August. Yeah. With, with the training in August, I have a gal coming over from Croatia. So we'll have Amazing. Mercier therapy in Croatia. And then in October, I have a lady coming from Israel. So well, there'll be 21 wow. countries. It's very exciting, very humbling work. But you know what? Everyone that comes to us is supposed to be there. They're all lovely and wonderful. They bring the work back to their own community. And I ask them to implement it exact, exactly as I would in my own practice. Mm-hmm. And they're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, but all in all, back to what you originally asked uh, of yeah. like post-operative or you know, yeah. where do you go from the gynecologist mm-hmm. after you've had surgery? Yeah. You come to someone like me because we can work through the, the pelvic, um, the, the pelvic wall here, the abdominal wall and be able to do a pelvic organ visceral manipulation treatment and get the organs moving. It's like, I always say this, what if you injure your shoulder and you can't have good range of motion because you've let it sit stagnant because it hurts and you're protecting it. Well, you want to regain mobility in the joint. And the way to do that is to exercise do soft tissue mobilization and to see the right person for rehabilitation treatment. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do that, you won't be ha- able to swing, swing a tennis racket or a baseball bat or whatever it was that you wanted to do before the injury. Mm, so that makes sense. rehabilitation has to happen in the pelvis and the abdomen the gastrointestinal work needs to happen too. So. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the things that I I hear about a lot is when I'm monitoring discussions, just listening in, I love to listen in, in our community to get an idea of what people are talking about, because it helps, you know, it helps kind of helps me know when I'm sitting down with experts like you and say, Hey, this has been something that's coming up. But one of them that just repeatedly comes up is the post post-operative surgery, whether it was an endometriosis lap, whether it was something else, maybe someone has Crohn's disease, maybe they had a C-section and they're just being told that the scar tissue really isn't a big deal. Is the scar tissue a big deal in that situation? Is it going to change the function of the pelvic organs? Is it going to impact the ability to conceive? I don't know if you've noticed over on Instagram, but I have been sharing about a brand new resource that I have available. It's a free ebook called The Condensed Guide to Getting Pregnant. And I wanted to just take a minute today to let you know that it is available for you. If you head over to my website, blissberrywellness.com and click the free ebook tab right there at the top. Now I have been in the fertility space for five years now, and I've noticed there are some really key things that I continually have to educate on and specific questions that I just find myself answering over and over and over again. And so in this ebook, I actually sit down and break down those top five questions, things like how to identify that you are actually ovulating, what you should focus on, and when you should start seeking out extra support. And so I talk about all of these things in depth in this free ebook, and I wanna make sure that you get your copy as soon as possible. This is an amazing resource. I am so excited to share with you. So head over to my website, blissberrywellness.com, and you can find it there.
Now, while you're there, you should also check out my new course, the Fertility Roadmap. Now, this isn't like any other course that you're going to find on the market. This is a really special course that I have developed working with clients, supporting the 20,000 women in my community, and implementing the dietary and lifestyle strategies that I talk about personally. Now, I can tell you that there are so many different interventions out there, and it can be really overwhelming trying to identify what lifestyle shifts are actually going to support you the most with your fertility. And so in my course, The Fertility Roadmap, I'm actually breaking down some of those bigger pieces. We are spending a lot of time talking about how to shift your nervous system into a state that supports conception and pregnancy and having a beautiful baby. This is something that I discovered in my most recent or my last fertility journey that made such a difference. And so I can't wait to share these secrets, these nuggets of wisdom, these simple things you are going to go, oh my goodness, how did I not know that these could help me get pregnant? I'm going to break these down and share them with you in my course, The Fertility Roadmap. So you can find that on my website, blissberrywellness.com. Yeah. So scar tissue is like pouring glue over everything. And so of course that's going to impact negatively, um, the optimal function of organ systems or joints, muscles, ligaments, that sort of thing. So yeah, you let it sit for long enough and the body's protective mechanism is to make scar tissue to heal the area, but that's going to be pretty aggressive and it can be egregious to other organ systems around hmm. the pelvic organs. I mean, especially um, the abdominal peritoneum and the small intestines, large intestines, bladder, rectum, you name it. And it, it penetrates every area in the pelvis causing immobility and lack of blood flow. Mm. So I work to get that all back, I, I all back into good alignment, but I, I don't break. I mean, I don't get rid of scar tissue. There's no way to get rid of scar mm. tissue unless the surgeon goes back in and ablates it with a laser. Mm. I can break it down and make it soft with my hands. And that, and that therefore you've got good organ mobility again, usually once um, scar tissue is there, uh, you're not going to be able to, um, uh, I'm sorry, strike that. You'd be able to get in there with your hands and soften it enough so that you've got the mobility but you're not going to, that, that scar tissue isn't going to get taut again. Mm. It's not going to, to go back to its original post-operative state once it's softened and everything is moving. So it's necessary. And it's necessary to do that at, before five months post-operative. Mm. So to get it just as soon as you're able to, and I'll start working on a woman um, six to eight weeks post-op. Okay. That yeah. was going to be my next question. You know, a yeah. lot of times, what what is that time frame? Um, you know, anytime we're talking abdominal work, um, I think there's always this fear of pain. So, what is the what is the feeling experience? I'm sure it kind of depends based on what it is that you find and you're you're working with. Um, but what is the expectation there? Sure. So it depends if there's a, a, a pathology present, if there's endometriosis or if there is an endometrioma or, or cyst on one of the ovaries, um, if there's inter interstitial cystitis or um, just painful menses, it just depends. But overall, women feel freer in their pelvis. They mm. feel, feel more open. They can feel a little taller um, and they feel that there's definite blood flow going to the pelvic organs because they can feel that their pelvic floor is more alive, if you will. Mm, yeah. 
Fascinating. Yeah. And that makes yeah. sense. I feel like if you've got the, the organs where they need to be, you've got things working as they should, you kind of lighten up that whatever is going on in there that for who knows how long has been restricting the ability to just move. Correct. So, yeah. yeah. So for, for fertility, um, I, I love exploring the abdominal massage. Uh, I've read about it a little bit myself, my provider, he, he actually does some abdominal massage in his office. So I personally experienced it um, and I'm seeing it come up more and more in discussions, which means that it's becoming more of a regular, um, regular topic and thing that people are seeking out, which is really exciting to me just to see that. Um, but, but for someone who's listening that they're wondering, you know, is this for me, is there a specific type of situation that benefits more from this type of therapy? Are there certain conditions that you would say, you know, this might not be a good fit? Um, the only conditions that I would say are not, are not actually conditions. They're If there's an IUD in the pelvis mm. or if there are tool clips or um, the Esure device, if the, that's in place, I, we won't work when there's when there's those items in the, the uterus and horns, the uterine horns, um, just for a worry that there could be uh, perforation of the mm. tissue. We certainly don't want to cause a problem, um, but really any woman is a good candidate for Mercier therapy. And just to, to correct, um, correct the, the language, it's not pelvic massage. Mm. It's deep pelvic organ visceral manipulation. Oh, thank you. So, thank you. No, no, no problem. So it, it massage, when you think of massage, you think, yeah. oh, wow, that's so nice and dreamy <laughs> and comfortable. This can be a bit disconcerting as far as um, the depth at which we're working and the goal that we're trying to achieve. And you come in to see one of us you have to know that you're not going to be laying there and receiving a spa treatment. Mm. This is very much therapeutic. And so we, we don't intentionally cause pain, but we don't necessarily back off from pain either because while you're there, we have to be intentional about the the therapy and we have Mm -hmm. to do the work as it's, as it's intended to be utilized. Otherwise we're not really scratching the surface on probably the reason that you're there. Mm, absolutely. And that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely not a treatment that you're just going to lay there and take a nap with. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. And the first, the first treatment is usually the most intense mm-hmm. feeling. Um, the second treatment can be a little tender that by the third treatment, you're all good. And it's six one hour treatments, no less Okay, can't be more, but always six one hour treatments to be, um, to, to get the therapeutic benefit that you need. Hmm. That's fascinating. And good to know. Cause I think sometimes there's an expectation when we go into any treatment that it'll be like, we'll do it once and it's good. Right. Um, setting that expectation, like, okay, I'm going to commit this time frame to see the benefits and see this work is really helpful. Um, and, and I think there is a, uh, a burnout a lot of times that I see in fertility community, um, where, because people have already tried other things so aggressively and for so long, it can yeah. feel like, oh, I'm, I, I might be wasting time, but, but I just want to reiterate for anyone who's listening that six, one hour sessions to commit to this is not a waste of time. Um, yeah. It's anything not, yeah. we want to add there. Yeah. It's just a season. It's yeah. just a season of commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, 
can do anything six times. Mm -hmm. And if it's that important to you, now, if it's not important to you, then, okay, I understand you're going to make choices based on what your own needs are. And I get it. But six times to feel better, to eliminate pain patterning is really worth your time. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed. I'm telling you, I was diagnosed out of the gate with stage four endometriosis, the worst kind of pain you could ever imagine. I mean, one day I went into a coffee shop and I, I just walked back to the bathroom to empty my bladder, came out to get a cup of coffee. And I did a face plant on the floor in the coffee shop because I had an endometrioma on my ovary that was leaking fluid. The pain oh. was so intense. I could barely breathe oh. and they called an ambulance and I went to the hospital and it was like this whole rigmarole. And you know what, since then I've learned a lot about, and that was in my undergraduate days. Since then I've learned so much about how to, to be a whole care provider for women mm. um, using more integrative and functional approaches as opposed to, you know, giving someone an opiate for pain and just numbing the pain until the pain goes away. And then you're on this opiate and oop, you know, that's a problem because it stops up your bowels. Mm-hmm. So let's try to, yes, I'm all about the root cause, but with things like endometriosis and polycystic ovarian syndrome, those are really tough to find a quote unquote root cause. Those can be very environmentally driven, especially polycystic ovarian syndrome can be genetic. Um, Endometriosis has a genetic component. I don't know so much about an environmental cause, but I do know that environmental volatile organic compounds or VOC can influence inflammation in the body and therefore can influence endometriosis as an inflammation process. So I like to educate women on what they could do um, better in their life to be able to manage the pain um, without using long-term opioids. And mm-hmm. that that is par for the course, opioids. Now here's the deal. So there's a time and a place for an opioid. Yeah. If you can responsibly use an opioid at the onset of a chronic or I'm sorry, at the onset of an acute pain system, then yeah, that's okay and acceptable. But because opioids have been so abused in our country specifically, um, doctors are not prescribing opioids anymore. They're prescribing drugs like um, headache medications and and uh, antidepressants. And certainly this is a whole can of worms that you don't wanna open. You don't because that takes time to build up in the system, and then there's discontinuation syndrome when you stop taking drugs like that. Certainly, that's a whole other ball of wax. So when we use combination deep pelvic organ visceral manipulation, which is Mercier therapy, or gynovisceral manipulation, whichever you prefer to call it, along with some topical bioidentical progesterone cream and some adaptogenic herbs suited for exactly what you need, along with good nutrition and no alcohol, no smoking, no THC. Those, you can really find a good balance for your issue, whatever that may be. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's amazing what, what you just broke down and described. Um, all of these very safe, well-established and effective interventions when they're applied appropriately to your situation um, can just make such a difference. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and I think sometimes there's both the beauty and the challenge of having so much information available online because we get online and we start Googling a problem. And so then we Google our way to, oh, well, this obviously has to help me because it helped the person who wrote this post or, or po- posted an Instagram story. And the next thing you know, you've got six things on the counter that you acquired through that research method, but none of them were actually suited to your situation. Correct. Mm-hmm. There's a lot out there, right, Hannah? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of supplements out there. There's a lot mm, of advice. Yeah. And it's all wonderful, but what's the right thing for you? Mm-hmm. And instead of going to the health food store or browsing Amazon to find the supplement that would be suited for you, come to see someone who's trained like me where I can throw in some adaptogens where we can we can work together with some bioidentical hormones and the appropriate supplement opposed to just kind of throwing caution to the wind and buying this, that, and the other. And then by the time you know it, you have a supplement, entire supplement (laughs) uh, empire, like I have, (laughs) (laughs) because I have all the supplements and I get sent a bunch of supplements and I'm so thankful for them, but you, you got to know what you're taking and why you're taking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that right there is key. That's like the big, uh, one of the biggest take home messages to send is you have to know it's not just a, well, let's try a little of this and let's try a little of that and see how the mixture works out. Um, yeah. Right. Success because it comes, spin your wheels. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, it's all right. I was just going to say success comes with strategy. Um, and, yeah. and, and it comes from working with someone who knows what they're talking about and knows knows the interventions that they are applying inside and out. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So so with that, we should probably wrap up today's episode. Okay. Uh, but for anyone who is ready to kind of explore, maybe book, book a appointment or connect with someone in their community who's offering your therapy, um, where can they go? How do they get started? Yeah, to look at our provider list, you can go mm-hmm. to merciertherapy.com. It's M-E-R-C-I-E-R therapy. There's a provider list there. Now, if there's nobody in your area, I have a condensed treatment program for women that fly in. And in fact, I see women probably once a week, once Mm. every other week um, that fly in from another state or from out of the country to do treatment with me. And whether you do it in a condensed manner or over a six weeks period of time, it has the same benefits. So we can, we can do it however it's convenient for you. Certainly don't stress about it. If, if someone's not in your area, I can help you. So we'll figure it out. Fantastic. Well, we'll, we'll include links to that in the show notes below. That way it's easy for anyone to just connect. So Dr. Mercier, thank you for taking the time to be with us today to talk about this. I appreciate you just sharing from your vast experience. Thank you, Hannah. Appreciate it. I'm happy to come back anytime you want me. Absolutely. Well, for those of you who are listening, definitely scroll down, click that link so you can find out maybe if someone's in your area or if you need to directly connect with Dr. Mercier, and then you can explore and experience the benefits of this therapy for yourself. I highly, highly recommend looking into it and, and at least considering whether or not it could help you. Um, But with that, we're going to sign off for today. Don't forget to subscribe because we have another great episode coming back at you next week. With that, we'll be back soon. 
I'd love to connect with you. I love connecting with each and every one of you, hearing your stories and just finding out what topics and resources would be the most helpful to you on the journey. Head over to Instagram, give me a follow. You can find me at Hannah Bowers, I-N-H-C. I've got all sorts of goodies over there from recipe tutorials to mindfulness exercises to little lifestyle hacks that are going to revolutionize your fertility. So definitely head over there so we can hang out. Hey friends, if you're looking for a way to gently support your body, your hormones, and just your overall well-being, then it's time to check out Agni. Agni's fertility line includes teas, seasoning mixes, and even cookies, all designed to help you feel your best and have better regulated hormones. You can head over to agniforall.com, check out the entire fertility line. It includes products for him and her. Use the code blissberrywellness at checkout to save.